0: All right, we're going to pull up the Radical Shane Hazel. And uh, I know Larry Sharp is in the car, so I will try to get him back. I don't know if he is in the New York Tunnel or something like that, but uh, we've got the Radical Shane Hazel. You can go to RadicalPod.com to uh, subscribe to his podcast. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Shane.
1: What's happening, brother? It's good to be with you, man.
0: You as well. So you know, I've noticed uh, recently you've really gone through—I don't want to say a branding change, but you've gone through a little bit of a, a change in your focus. You know, I see a lot of a lot of focus on Bitcoin and uh, you know cryptocurrency, but specifically Bitcoin uh, in your messaging. You've gone real hard there. You know, what's what's going on? What, what what's what's causing the the shift here?
1: Man, I've, I've been orange pilled here, man, and that's the thing—is it, it's so cool to be you know. First of all, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, the, the Mises Caucus, hats off to you, Mike, for putting this all together. I mean, look at where we're at. We're like on the doorstep of Reno, and everything is about to absolutely start to take shape. And I, I'm, I'm excited. First of all, go out there and donate lpmc.us. Thank, you. Read, Thank right? you,
0: JR, for, yeah, for that $300 hour donation.
1: Um, but Bitcoin, man, uh, Bitcoin is, I think, one of the issues that once, you know, especially the Austrians get a hold of it, they're just going to be like, well, here's our vehicle. Let's go. Uh, it's the hardest money on earth, man. You know it, it qualifies obviously uh, from all the aspects of being saleable over time, space, uh, proof of work, and obviously uh, scales. So for us as you know libertarians, especially the guys that hold up Ron Paul and in the, in the revolution, this Austrian uh, revolution that's going on in the Bitcoin space. Is I I think it's no less than what we've been waiting for as uh, as libertarians to really you know kind of put all the bullshit aside and get super laser focused in terms of going forward because this is this is it man like this is the paradigm change we're in it we got probably less than five years left and uh, I I've got to tell you the more you guys know about Bitcoin the more you're going to get excited it's it is the hope uh, there is it's that you know in this world of chaos and darkness and everything else that's going on. Um, this is what's going to take the Mises Caucus and the Libertarians uh, and, and kind of meld them together with some of the smartest people on earth and just push this thing into overdrive.
0: Yeah, I, I think the Bitcoin community is one of the most ripe ones in existence for uh, the Libertarian Party. And and I, I don't even want to say the Libertarian message. A lot of them already have that. And that's why they're Bitcoin people to, to begin with. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are Bitcoin rich who... They found out the problems of fiat currency and they found out the issues of of inflation in the Federal Reserve as a result of that, uh, Ron Paul. I mean, that's certainly how it happened for me. And I remember hearing about Bitcoin probably around 2013 um, for the first time. And, uh, you know, I got very interested, wasn't an early adopter, but there was a whole bunch of Austrians and Ron Paul fans and, and, and people like that who got in early and are now whales in the Bitcoin scene and, uh, you know, those are the kind of people yeah. who should be in the Libertarian Party and a lot of them aren't. You know, why Why do you think they aren't in the Libertarian Party?
1: Um, I, I think they're I think they're more focused, uh, honestly. And that, and that's the thing is, I think these guys, You you, you I was down at Bitcoin uh, 2022 a few weeks ago. And the focus from this crowd is like they don't they don't really need they, like they talk politics all the time, but they don't talk about monikers. They don't talk about labels. They don't talk about any of that kind of stuff. It is a single track mind going forward. And you're right. You know, libertarians and Bitcoiners, man, you guys absolutely made for, you know, each other. And to kind of be that bridge to help, you know, combine these giant Venn diagrams that we've got uh, to, you know, obviously empower the the Austrian side of pushing this thing through. It's, I don't know, man, it's, it's just a humbling spot to be in. And I'll tell you, you know, the, the shift, you know, and, until you can talk about something, I think, from, you know, a point where you can teach it, it's just one of those things where you gotta you gotta gotta sit back and you gotta be humble enough to be the student for and, until you get it right. So this is this is why I, I, I've had you know this really you know this kind of this radical shift in the space and uh, the the warm reception um, just melding these two worlds together is is nothing less than like I don't know kind of it's very hippy dippy it's kind of spiritual it's you know it's obviously economics it's everything. You know, the, when we all get together and we you found your tribe, like, that's who this is, man. So if I can turn people onto it um, and, and help them get started and, and you know, feel a little bit more secure uh, with something that they can't touch. Trust me, I was one of those guys. Uh, ha- happy to do it.
0: Got to give some shout outs here to uh, Scott, Charlie, Libertarianism at Night. I, I'm not going to lie, man. This bell thing is, is something that we added last minute. And this is like a little dopamine hit. Ever. I'm really having a kick out of this. Um, this is awesome. But, I'm sitting here uh,
1: trying to keep my, my, my uh, train of thought. I was, it was uh, <laughs> thinking about that, uh, that guy that was talking shit to Mike Tyson the other night on the plane. I was like, man, I bet that guy, I wish he had a bell.
0: Well, you know what? Mike Tyson's probably this close to being on his way to Bitcoin himself because, you know, he just got caught uh, with a, a copy of uh, Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell. So.
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy what's happening.
0: It really is, man. And, and so that, that brings me to my next question. You're running for governor down there in Georgia. And, uh, you know, you, you did really great in your uh, last race. And, uh, you know, but that was before the, the COVID regime, you know, when you ran. Uh, you know, now uh, this is post-COVID. Well, I don't want to say post, but largely post-COVID regime. Um, well, I'm going to have to restart the question now because we got Larry Sharp with us. Um, and I absolutely That's want his cool, man, input I in there. It. Larry, thank you for joining us Uh You know, sacrificing your attention to the road. I love it. Uh, (laughs) No, no, I'm not (laughs) driving, but I mean, I can tell you're in northern New York because because your connection is terrible. Uh, You're you're, (laughs) you're probably in the country. Yeah, you froze. Well, we'll come back. Uh, I'll restart the question. Basically, what what I was asking is, Shane, we're, we are now in a post COVID world messaging wise, you know, right? how, how has COVID affected how you're approaching the race? Is, is there more of an appetite for, for a third party this time around for the libertarian candidate? And, and are you seeing that windfall or, you know, how, how is it looking for you?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot more buzz this time around and that's, you know, having had, you know, some name recognition from last year and, and really kind of announcing on the heels that I was going to seek the nomination for governor down here um on the heels when everybody was so upset from the republican party uh it was one of those things it made some news um so yeah it's it's going well uh there's you know i gotta get better i gotta get back out on the road but it's one of those things where this this time around people are done um you know the three things that i'm I'm really focused on right now is freedom jobs and energy all pushed through you know a, a bitcoin economy and then the fed getting the separation of money and state which I think if anybody has, you know, is realistic about it, like they see the, they're seeing the economic problems we have with inflation, the fact that we're probably well into the twenty percent, if you go by nineteen eighty standards, right now, and it's, they're, they're done. They, they, they're tired of the instability. They're tired of the charade that is the entire government. You've got more people. Saying yes, both Democrats and Republicans are crooked as hell, and I'm not going to vote for either one of them. So I'll tell you, if, if you're thinking about it out there in in you know looking at a run, it is a golden golden opportunity to get out there uh, and and spread the message for liberty and freedom.
0: There's just no way I'm going to be able to give the shout outs without being an absolute douche host to the people talking. So th- <laughs> thank you to all the people who were giving Justin Travis. Uh, you know we're we've already crossed thousand dollars.
1: See, and there you go. You had Ken Pullen come in. That guy used to be a representative <laughs> for the Republicans down here in Georgia, and now he's joined the uh, the the LP man. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're we're doing. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, man. We're already over thousand dollars. We're at nineteen. the uh, the The goal for the weekend was twenty one thousand. So I'm hoping we can blow through that. We absolutely blew through our initial goal of seven thousand dollars. And again, this is all delegate support. So. Um, you know, if you want that Reno reset and you want it to be as big and as loud of a statement as possible, ring those bells and we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so are, are you seeing a difference in like your, your reach? Like, do you, would you say you have more name, uh, recognition? Cause I know you did that interview with, with Rand Paul and that was, let's say very interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, he kinda, you know, he kinda tore the line a little bit, which is a little disappointing, but, um, you know, yeah, people, yeah, the reach
1: is. Is, is kind of, It's kind of nuts because you've got like people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, who is probably at least one of the biggest names in the Republican Party. Right. And um, she's talking about, you know, me and, and a number of different cases in public, whether it's on Tim Pool's show um, or, you know, other, you know, pr- pretty big uh, organizations saying, hey, you know, the Republicans need to listen to Shane Hazel. And that's something that, you know, I don't think I've ever heard. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, if if you're looking at things like this, if you can if you can get Republicans now, especially somebody who's a congresswoman or congressman to come out and say, I'm breaking ranks with the Republicans, you've got you've got national news overnight. And it's I mean, we we have such an opportunity ahead of us, guys, like donate, 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 get people out there, because what we're going to do in terms of messaging with the LPMC is is gonna break everything and i mean we've got i don't know mike you know better than everybody else you've got all these different platforms that are now becoming extremely not only libertarian friendly but especially mises caucus friendly and that message is i don't know man it is burning through the country right now it feels like
0: it's it's honestly the thing that excites me the most. Thank you, Jake. Uh, thank you, Grace. I'll I'll give you the shout out. Uh, if if you're on Facebook, join Libertarianism at Night. Uh, there's a it's a great relaxed Facebook group, not run by absolute trolls and uh, and and the worst scum imaginable on the internet, um, and has great conversation. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there's that's the thing that excites me the most about what's going on is I truly think that we're in the middle. Uh, of a truly unprecedented time when it comes to our ability to get the message to people, because for the first time in history, the dissemination of ideas and, and the flow of information is not gone through going through the, the, the corporate media. The ratings are down. I mean, CNN, CNN, plus their streaming app. They just made it what three weeks before they canceled uh, you know, that, that service uh, <laughs> the only people, the only people who are, who are watching uh, dinosaur media are dinosaurs themselves. And, and there's just not going to be any changing them where people are disseminating their information. Now is the podcast. It is Tim pool. It is Joe Rogan. It is, uh, you know, Patrick bet David. It's, it's this whole patchwork of podcasts that when you put them all together, have millions and millions uh, of people listening to them. And, uh, you know, we are this close to most of them. I mean, I've been on Tim Pool. I believe you've been on Tim Pool, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Tim Pool's editor in chief is oh yeah, here's a little announcement for everyone. Tim Pool's editor in chief is coming to Reno to cover the convention. You know, I I I text with the producer over there and and you know, give updates on what's going on with the party, you know, and and uh we got all this attention. Joe Rogan is, you know, I'll talk with Dave about this a little later, but people don't realize how good a friend's Joe Rogan and Dave Smith are, and how close we are to the largest platform in the entire world, and how exciting that is. You know, I mean, look at what happened when uh, uh, Dr. Robert Malone and and all of them went on Rogan. It went absolutely viral and just completely smashed the narrative of of the vaccines. And what happens, you know, not long after, you're starting to see the vaccine mandates recede and 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 all of that sort of thing. Um, So, what is the state of of the COVID regime in Georgia? Is, Is there any remnants left? Is there any you know mass uh, mandates, anything like that?
1: Yeah, there, there's still people running around in mass. But uh, for the most part, you know, this this whole thing that happened in 2020, you know, in, in March, we went in uh, to lockdown down down here and people haven't forgotten, man. I mean, absolutely had their lives destroyed, whether it was their business, uh, whether it was the, the, the job they were in or, you know, you, having family members die in, in hospitals or whatever, where they couldn't access or, you know, and, and be close to them as they, as they pass away, like people are still reeling from this and they're super pissed off. So, you know, to, to take that and, and push it into the, you know, the, the right direction and give it, you know, what it needs in terms of the positivity, the empathy, which a lot of times we as libertarians don't do well. I think we've kind of found that and crossed that, you know, crossed that Rubicon where we, we see it, we know it, we can sit there and and really articulate this because we all lived it. I mean, Let's face it, you know, most people in the Libertarian Party are the guys and girls that go out and bust their ass, whether it's in their own job, uh, whether it's, you know, going to work every day and, and earning, a, you know, what we think is an honest living and everything. And for those people to get shellacked, you know, over and over and over to have, you know, the, the requirements change over and over and over and really to have a government just usurp, you know, everything that we were ever told it was in the first place. I think people are just—they're done—and um, to, to see it flush out, um, whether it's in the polls or media or wherever. I mean, I, I don't think there's you know any reason right now that your messaging shouldn't be all about uh, getting out and obviously you know taking these guys to task for what happened in 2020. It's just it, it, there's there's no comparison right now.
0: Absolutely. All right, we got Larry back. Let's see. Maybe he got a little closer to the city. Let's <laughs> let's. Uh... Let's see if we can hear him. Larry, maybe try uh, audio only if we start having trouble. All righty. I'll go audio. I don't mind. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Loud and Excellent. clear. Yes. No, I am getting close to the city. You're right.
2: Apologize, guys. Up here in this area, it can be tough. So, yes.
0: So, I, I guess I'm going to kind of circle back on, on some of the uh, questions I already asked Shane and kind of get your take on it. Um, you know, one thing that's really interesting, because you're in you're in New York, and, and that's obviously dominated by New York City. That was one of the hardest hit uh, places by the COVID regime. That's where you yep. had the nursing home. Well, one of the states that had the nursing home scandals I had, uh, that, that happened here in PA too. Yep. Um, and obviously you've already built some name recognition from your previous run. Yep. What, what are you seeing between then and now in terms of receptiveness to, to you as a candidate, you know, and, 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 uh, what we have to offer on messaging with the COVID regime and, and, uh, you know, are people starting to clamor well, it a little I bit gotta more tell you or- the, the hardest thing, The hardest thing in my state is that we're about two and a half or almost
2: three to one Democrat to Republican. So the only way for me to make real impact is to get Democrats to vote for me. And the advantage is they do. About 25% of the people who voted for me last time were, were Democrats and more do. So I've got to do that while still at the same time, you know, being able to, you know, keep the right happy also and to be libertarian. And it can be challenging. Uh, yesterday I was literally at the equivalent of a Trump rally in the morning. It was a, a rally in Albany. And then right after that, I went to a CBD shop. So I got both sides, right? Then this morning, you know, I'm off at a gun show and then I'm at some ritzy binary. So I got to bounce back and forth a lot and try to be able to keep both sides. understand that, look, you can be who you want to be. Just don't force your view on others, right? If you want to be someone who likes guns, awesome. Just don't force people in Brooklyn who might be scared, let them be alone, and let the people in Brooklyn leave you alone. I think that's one of the hardest things. But from your point, the issue that I deal with here is that with the COVID lockdowns, there were a lot of people who were totally okay with it, and still are. They were okay with it. In fact, the last
0: polling-
2: Yes, the last polling we did about 55 to 60% of New Yorkers were absolutely okay with the lockdowns and the way our governor handled COVID. And one of the things that was an advantage is, for them is that Cuomo's gone. So Cuomo's horribleness actually made it a little bit better, meaning for them, for Democrats. Because when Cuomo's mistake...
0: Oh, no. I think Larry's coming up on the tunnel now. I'm back, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> i I just talking, Oh, there we go. No, I, I, I just I out. just stopped talking. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, sorry about that. So, so what? What is your your well? Well, I guess let me ask both of you this. And what what is the um? Because I know, Larry, you're going through hell right now with uh, the signature gathering. They really. They changed some rules there, or something like that, to to truncate the amount of time that you have to collect signatures, right? They cut the time down and tripled the amount.
2: I have to go. I used to have to get fifteen thousand. Now I have to get forty-five thousand in six weeks. So I have to average. it. I have to get about seventy thousand total to make sure that you know I don't get challenged. So I have to average two thousand signatures every single day. This is why I am physically out doing this myself. I don't work anymore. I just do this. So literally, I was at a gun show in the, in the, in the, in the early morning when everyone was online they go into the gun show, and I had four people with signatures, and I worked the entire up and down line back and forth, getting people assigned, right? Then I was at a Trump rally, getting them to, to, to up, up and down, and, and then I'm at a, at, a, at a weed shop, getting them to do it, right? Then I'm at a winery, getting them to do it. So everywhere I go, I'm trying to get more people to get on board with what we're trying to achieve. It's challenging. It's very hard.
0: How, how is your outlook on achieving it?
2: It, to be forward, nobody thinks I can do it. Um, LP Nationals think I can do it. Um, the other parties I was trying to – in New York State, we have multiple parties. We have what's called fusion voting. So you can actually be on more than one line. So I tried to get on multiple lines. I tried to get on the Independence Party, the Unite Party, the Forward Party. And and I tried to get a bunch of them to, to back me. And every one of them at the end said, Larry, you'll never get in the ballot, and they backed out the exception of the forward party, believe it or not, Andrew Yang's party was the only part that went, Larry, we're still going to back you, we're still going to endorse you, we're just not ready to write checks to get to get um, get you on a line. So I still have the endorsement, but every one of them backed off thinking that I could do it. Right now it was hard because last week was a snowstorm, but now we are rocking and rolling. We are on our way forward and we can get this thing done. I think we're going to make it. I feel comfortable.
0: So I I don't know if this is something you thought of but one thing that me and uh Maj Tore did and this was his idea when he was running for city council in Philly uh that we found to be very very effective was we literally just went down into the subway and Trump <coughs> and jumped trains back and forth and Maj would do an impromptu you know between stops an impromptu you know excuse me everybody I'm sorry you know for waste you know for taking up your time but I'm Maj Tore and and we got a lot of signatures from the streets that way. And it was a lot of fun. Now, I like that idea. Yeah, it's something to think about, you know, and you, you give a little campaign speech, you go down there with two, three people so that when you go up and you start talking, they start going around with uh, with clipboards and and, you know, you know, you want to sign this isn't an endorsement, yada, yada. And, um, you know, get the signatures. Now, the only downside of that is it's not guaranteed that the person is a voter. But I can tell you, right. that we were very, very successful. Um, doing that, and it was a lot of fun, and you could get, you know, anywhere from five to twelve signatures per stop. Um, yeah,
2: the, the issue that we have in the subways now is there aren't many people on the subways anymore because of all our violence, and a lot of people who are on the subway, you're right, they don't live in New York, they live in Jersey or Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, and many of them actually aren't even registered to vote in New York City; they're actually registered to vote in other states. Remember, one third of New York City is people not born in the country, another one third of people not born in New York City. So a lot of people are not gonna be registered voters in New York.
0: Gotcha. Well it worked for us. <laughs> Just yes. trying to help.
2: <laughs> I love it. No, no, I mean every bit we can get, man. We're, good. We're outside you wanna some of that government overreach? How about sign a petition? Not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the way I go about it. I only caught about half of that because you're going out, but I like it. Uh, So, Shane, how's how's the signature situation looking in Georgia? Well, this might be the
1: one thing that Georgia does a little bit better than New York in terms of ballot access. Um, Ballot access down here is statewide. Races are open to libertarians. So governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, ag commission. Uh, public service and U.S. Senate races. Uh, I may have forgotten one or two, but we've got a full slate uh, for all the statewide campaigns down here. Uh, so we are in the November election already, and that's huge. I mean, that's you know nice. just to be you know through you know our convention, which you know you still have to explain to people, but yeah, it's uh, it's going well. Uh, you know, this this being being you know not only empathetic but having some energy and some hope to give to people now uh, is just it's one of those things where they want more, they want more classes. They want more engagement. They want to know what, you know, and they want to know the people that you, you you know, found this out through, you know, this, this vibe. So um, it's, it's going well. And, and to, to Larry, you know, man, I'll tell you right now, if anybody's out there that knows Larry Sharp, um, the man and I have had just a few run-ins together, but I can tell you, I will never forget either one of those. The man, is not only you know he's got that marine mentality all day long, doesn't know how to lose, and no matter what he's doing, he's going to be on point in terms of messaging. I tell you, if if you got you know extra money after uh, donating, donating late, like, go donate to Larry as well. I mean, getting around New York it's expensive as hell, and he's fighting a good fight up there. I think the one thing you know before we probably wrap up this this time slot is I think people need to really jump on this uh, part. Is the The state, the Fed, whatever it is, wherever you're running, this is how illegitimate they are, is you've got people who want to be on the ballot, who are stripped through force and coercion of their their money, their time, their life, liberty and property, and they can't even get on the ballot, which I think is absolutely the, maybe one of the biggest uh, hallmarks of a banana republic. So, you know, don't count Larry out, man. He's that guy that's going to come through in the end. Well, I appreciate that, Shane. Tremendously. I wish my
2: messaging was always on point. I try to make it on point, but I sometimes gamble and lose. It does happen. But I am more about gambling and losing than not gambling. You and I both know. Sometimes you got to roll the dice and get out there and try to make things happen. But I, I'm not going to let you shirk your responsibility, Shane. You have to give Shane money too. I bug Shane every time, raise money. So give money to Shane too. It's important that he does this. He's the, he was the reason. He was the spoiler last time he ran this is the guy who's making real impact why i think i talk about him when i go on tv because this is the guy making impact so you can't shirk your responsibility shane you gotta raise money too i bug you all the time give shane money also particularly if you're in georgia and you don't give shane money you're crazy it's like you have a mental problem you need to be giving this guy some cash that's just how it works all
0: right so
1: larry Larry, where can people donate to your campaign
2: that's my job LarrySharp.com, always, my friend. Larry Sharp. I have the coolest name because no one else has it, so it's awesome. What's the E stand for? The E stands for electable. Of course it does. Bang. It also it also stands for educating people about giving Shane Hazel money at ShaneHazel.com. So, yes.
1: Now accepting Bitcoin on Cash App. If, there we uh, go. On ShaneHazel.com. You guys can find it. There we it. go.
0: Awesome. Love
1: you, Larry. Well,
0: you guys nice each want to you give genius. kind of a... Thank you, man. Each of you guys want to give kind of a closing statement. I'll uh, shoot out a link in the comments here to both of your websites. And then, Larry, you know, let's let's talk off camera and maybe we can work work something out to support the the, uh, petition campaign. Yeah, look, this is the reality. Um,
2: You guys talk about messaging often and it's important. And you will always hear me say the same thing. I want all of the messaging because lots of people come to our movement from different places, different ways, Message how you feel appropriate to get the people who, you know, into, into us as fast as you possibly can, because here's the reality. When they come to us, one of two things happens. They stay for a bit and go, not for me and leave, or they become harder core libertarians. I'm hoping a whole lot more of the second thing happen, but we got to get them in. Use what you think is appropriate. I'm the
0: recruiter. Others have to train. Awesome. And then Shane, you got any closing statements?
1: Yeah, much like Larry, I think messaging is, is obviously the key here. And and because of uh, some very uh, wise advice from Larry, know who your crowd is. And I, I yes. say that because when, when you became a quote unquote libertarian, you took a step into a new group, a new world, a new tribe and things like that. Right. It took you a long time to go from whatever you were in the past to maybe an ANCAP, an what whatever you are now in terms of to the threshold of anarchy. It took you a long time to get there. Be patient with Mm -hmm. people, give them empathy, tell them stories, lead with your heart. And I guarantee you, you know, they'll come back and they'll start asking for information at that point. That is, that's the only thing I tell you is be the example when you go out there, Um, you know, be positive and and be those people that they're looking for uh, that have solutions. And don't just gripe about the problem. So hey, uh, Mike Heiss, Larry, everybody who's coming on, everybody out there in the audience, you guys are absolutely amazing watching what the LPMC has done. uh, I said, you know, hats off to Michael Heiss before, but I don't think uh, you'll ever get enough credit for what you've done in this space in terms of the work that I hate doing. I hate doing that kind of work. Like, I love messaging and I love, you know, podcasting, but to do this work on the back end is absolutely vital. we need Mike. And everybody else out there pushing. So thank you to everybody in the Mises Caucus. Thank you, everybody who's got an open mind in the Libertarian Party. And uh, we'll see you guys in Reno. Love you to death. Thank
0: here, you, here. Guys. Pr- Really appreciate your time. Larry, let's talk soon and, and uh, you know discuss that. And uh, credit does, uh, belongs to, to Ron Paul, not me. So uh, <laughs> all right.
1: Really, here,
0: appreciate, here. really appreciate you guys. Thank you very much.